Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hey there, welcome to the episode. I'm so excited that you are here to hang out with us today. If you are new to this podcast, Your Life Rocks is really all about helping working Christian moms create balance, clear their chaos, and move closer to goals that they have for their life. Now, one of the backbone principles of Your Life Rocks is that we focus on eight different key areas of your life to help you balance, to help you grow in these areas so you can really be all that God has called you to be. So the eight areas of life that we're talking about here are your faith, your marriage, your family, your health, your career, your finances, your home, and the last one is your friends and fun. We kind of combine those two together. And so whether you are in our Facebook group or you're listening to the podcast, a member of Life Balance by Your Life Rocks, our membership site, or a student in any of our courses, you will see the theme of these eight areas of life kind of cascade through. And it's really our intention to help you get really clear about what you want in your life with these eight areas, and then to equip you to be able to move closer to that vision, to the goals that you have in all of those areas. And if you're a returning listener to this podcast, then you know we are all about action. We want to equip you, empower you, so that when you're done listening to this podcast, you have an action plan. You have things that you can do, that you can run with to really improve your life. We like to say here at Your Life Rocks that we are all about helping you build a life that rocks. Well, today's podcast is no different. Today, we're going to be talking about your financial life, your financial goals, and helping you get to where you want to be. Now, the guest that I have joining me on for this episode, I know you're just going to love her. Her name is Rachel King. She's a wife, a health and finance coach, group fitness instructor, and she's really passionate about empowering women to find their confidence, unleash their true potential, and become financially fit. Now, she has a very deep background in finance and accounting and has a vision to be an encourager, teacher, and leader to others as they work towards finding a healthy balance with their finances. And here's one thing I know that you will all love about her. She has a strong desire to help women become good stewards of their money and relieve the tension of financial burdens because that is really such a huge part of stress. And we talk about that a little bit in this episode. Now, all of the tips that Rachel has to share with us, as well as all of the links to anything we talk about, you can find at our show notes page by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash 46. That's the number four, six. And we will have links to everything that we're talking about there, including how you can get in touch with Rachel if you yourself are ready to get financially fit. Are you ready? All right, let's jump into my conversation with Rachel King. Share with me a little bit about your wedding, because you guys like just got married, right? Like how long ago? We did. Actually, it was a month ago today. (gasps) Happy anniversary. That's exciting. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. So how long have you guys been together? Um, We met last March. We actually met at a church small group function. And we dated for, um, actually we started dating in March. We met last February and we dated for a year 
and he proposed a year to the day after we met, and then we got married seven months later. I love that so much. Oh, so how is married life going for you so far? It's wonderful. I can't tell you how nice it is to have all my things in one spot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually sold my house in July, so we went through a period of, you know, craziness where I'm moving everything into either my new house or, you know, I stayed in his parents' lake house for a, a few months, you know, until we got married. So I had things in my old house and in the lake house and in my new house, and it's so nice to have everything in one spot. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. Now, so <laughs> you have a fitness business, a finance business, and you work full-time, right? I do. Oh yes, my gosh, that is a lot to balance. So obviously, Your Life Rocks is all about helping working Christian moms find more balance, create more balance for their lives. But, you know, balance is one of those weird things that just means so many different things to so many different people. For you, kind of managing all of those responsibilities and a new marriage, how how do you define right. life balance? How do you balance all that? Life balance to me means being intentional on how I'm spending my time. Am I focused on the things that truly matter? Um, my friend Michelle Height actually runs an intentional living academy, and one of the most valuable takeaways I had coming out of this academy was that I was spending far too much time on the things that didn't matter in the long run. Um, and since then, I've really been intentional on putting together an ideal schedule and sticking to it. And that way, I limit the hours I'm on my computer or phone when I'm home and focus on spending quality time with my family. Um, I wake up earlier in the morning so I can have my coffee and Jesus time before my morning workout, and Jordan and I have also made sure to have family meals at the table, even though it's just the two of us in preparation for when we do have a family of our own. And it's really helped us to sit down and have that time of conversation together. No TV, no phone, just the two of us chatting about our day, plans for the weekend, family events, just simple, sweet, quality time together. That means so much. Oh, I could not agree more. I mean, really, you know, I love that you kind of talked about like having that ideal day or an ideal week. It's something that I certainly teach people as well. Just really mm -hmm. be intentional about our time because I, I really think that the one piece that so many people miss is that it's a personal accountability issue, really, having life balance. And you have a choice and you can choose to set up boundaries and, and choose to pour your time and attention into the things that truly matter to you. And what you really want life to be about, you can create that. So I love that you guys are already doing that just one month into your marriage. And I pray that that continues for you guys as you progress through. Yes. So Rachel, share with me a little bit on how you got started with your financial business as a finance coach. Um, well, I actually have a degree in accounting. Um, I graduated in um, 2010 with a Bachelor of Science in Accounting. And I've worked in the corporate accounting setting since then. And... As I was running my fitness business, I always had the objection of I can't afford it or it costs too much or when we would go over things like healthy eating or meal prep or grocery shopping, I would always hear it costs too much to eat healthy or I can't afford to eat healthy or I wish I could eat healthy but I, I just can't spend that kind of money. So I decided to turn my accounting degree into something I could use for the fitness business as well and help people learn how to budget their money better. That way they can afford to to meal prep and to grocery shop and to spend their money on the things that they 
need to spend their money on to be a better mom, a better wife, because their money is not being thrown out the door. Mm, that is so good. I love that you kind of created it out of really seeing a need. And, you know, just following you on social media and kind of through some of the mutual friends that we have, it's been really inspiring for me to watch you as you're you're putting together this budgeting boot camp. Um, you know, something about me is that I have done a lot in my life, but when it comes to my finances, I am really, really bad at keeping track of everything and running a budget. And it's my husband kind of normally says, you know, green light, red light, like, yes, you can spend. No, you can't spend. And that's how I've managed my money so far up to this point in life, which is pretty sad. But again, going back to being intentional, um, one of the things with Your Life Rocks is we have a membership called Life Balance. And within Life Balance, it's really about um, a course that teaches you about time management and being intentional with your time and really helping you move closer to your goals in eight different areas of your life. And one of those areas is finances. And I've always wanted to be better with my finances. And so um, about being intentional, I created just like a couple months ago, like my first monthly budget and started having like every month where I'm checking in and how we're doing with our spending. And I find that when I do that, it puts me in a different mindset. And then it started now to allow me monthly to start kind of looking at um, even like where we want to have for our meals and planning them out and then how that kind of fits into the budget. And I'll tell you, like healthy eating, like you think it's going to be so expensive. But when you set a budget and you're intentional about planning your meals, it's really affordable if you just have the right tools. Yes, exactly. You just have to plan. And that goes for meal planning and for money planning. I love this so much. Okay, so this is right at my alley, and this week is the week that we call it moving your mountain. So every week you pick one area of your life that you're going to just like charge, and you're going to believe the mountain's going to move, and one stone at a time, actually three stones a day, you get closer to moving yeah. closer to your goal. So this is my financial week, so I love that we are having this conversation today. I know that you have some great Perfect. tips to share with us on helping us get a little bit more financially fit. So what's the first tip that you have for someone who maybe is out there and they're thinking, this is perfect timing because the holidays are coming up and I need to get my finances in order. Well, Jenny, as you know, finances are the number one cause of stress on individuals and marriages alike in today's society. And today, more than ever, we bear that heavy burden of financial stress. And sadly, many times it becomes too much and it wreaks havoc on our relationships and our emotional state, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, my first tip to reducing the financial stress is to simply dive into the numbers. Um, to create an extensive spending report to track exactly where your money goes each month. Many of us have no idea how much we waste on mindless spending each week. This report should contain all expenses, including major expenses such as your mortgage and smaller expenses you normally don't give a second thought, such as convenience store purchases. Being aware of every dollar you spend really puts your finances in perspective. You'll be more aware of where your money is going and how much spending it takes on each month to satisfy your wants and your needs. Mm, I love this so much. So let me ask you this. Are there any tools or resources that you recommend people using to make it easier to kind of track their expenses or just kind of like old-fashioned Excel spreadsheet or what do you find works for most people? I'm a big fan of an old-fashioned Excel spreadsheet. That's what I use in my budgeting bootcamp. 
I've put together a household budgeting worksheet for them and it has a lot of different categories and it has editable fields where you can go in and insert different categories that work for you and they just track it in a, in a worksheet like that. Um, my husband and I have a Google worksheet that we both can pull up. We have a link to it and we both can pull it up on our phones at you know various times throughout the day and we both can edit it and we both can see what each other has put in the worksheet. That way we can keep up with it at all times. Oh, that's exciting. I like the idea of using Google as kind of a transition. And I love that it's just as easy as a, an Excel spreadsheet. Because I think sometimes we overcomplicate things too much looking yes. for the perfect program. I know that there's a ton of things out there. And I know for me, I've been guilty of being like paralyzed on making a decision a couple times just because there's you research <laughs> and you get stumped by all these things that come up. Definitely, definitely. I love it. Okay, so if someone is a little intimidated by diving into the numbers, how much time do you think that it takes like on a monthly basis to really set the groundwork of diving in to see where they're spending money? Once you sit down to do it, it only takes a couple of hours. Um, that's actually my second tip. After you, after you dive into the numbers, you just need to prioritize your monthly expenses. Um, when you have everything written down on paper, it's eye-opening to see how many splurges you make each month. Often when these unnecessary luxury items are eliminated, hidden sources of money are found that could go toward more critical expenses such as student loans or credit card bills. And it really only takes a couple of hours just listing out all your expenses, pulling your receipts to see where your money's going. You know what? Like this has been <laughs> like that was almost like a nightmare day for me when I finally decided I was going to start doing a budget because it would be easy just to be like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to write down what I think that we spend and we'll just try to stick with that. But I went back through our bank statement from the previous month and kind of categorized yeah. like where we were spending our money. It was scary. <laughs> like if, if someone's going to do that for the first time, I just warn you to like pray first, give yourself some grace because I felt so guilty yeah. for how much waste. I mean, it's amazing how like even just like going to Target and that was the thing as I kept seeing Target, Target, Target over and over on my bank statement and just thinking, oh my goodness, I know I don't need half the stuff that I bought there. And it really made me have like a lot of guilt on that day just to see how much waste there actually was in my financial life. I tell you what, Target, um, you need a list when you go in that place and you need to stick to it because that, that is a husband's nightmare for your wife to go into Target. <laughs> so here's an invention idea, I think, that if you had like a device that you could wear on like your wrist, like whatever wrist that you grab things with, and you had to preload yes. that like with the bar scans of the things that were on the list of the things you wanted, and it like shocked you every time you grabbed for something that was not on the list. Yes, that would be perfect. Maybe we should patent that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so number one, dive into the numbers. Number two, prioritize your spending. What's your third tip for us? Um, my third tip is to build an emergency fund. Um, storing up an emergency fund of three to six months of living expenses will dramatically reduce your uncertainties about not being able to pay bills due to an unexpected life event. Um, most of us know that life can change within the blink of an eye, and we need to be prepared for that. You can build your emergency fund by occasionally passing on going out to restaurants for dinner, movie tickets, a morning latte from Starbucks, certain name brand clothing items, or Target. <laughs> oh, so how much should someone have in their emergency fund? I would say three to six months of living expenses, definitely more if you can afford it. But that takes time. That takes time to build. 
So this is the problem that I've had with an emergency fund in the past. And maybe you have a, a, an easy solution. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it probably is a pretty easy solution. But what, mm -hmm. I, what I've done in the past is I've had, you know, like my savings account and I transfer money over thinking, you know, with the intention of that's going to be my emergency fund. But then what happens right. is like little things start to pop up and then I start to take money out of that when it's really not like an emergency. I mean, it kind of is, but kind of not, right? Like I, like we have a discount right. for a family vacation and that sounds great. So we want to, you know, use some of that. So what's the difference between like a savings account and an emergency fund or is there a difference? What I recommend doing for your emergency fund is like if you get, if you have a job that does direct deposit. I recommend allocating a certain percentage or a certain dollar amount that automatically goes into that fund. And that way you never see it, you, you forget about it. Um, and I recommend having a separate savings account from that emergency fund. And also, I go over this in my budgeting bootcamp as well, we really need to label what is an emergency, just like you said, things that aren't an emergency. Do we really need to take money out of that fund? We have to decide what is an emergency for us that will come out of that fund and everything else will come out of either our checking or our savings or maybe we don't need it right now. You know, we did financial peace with Dave Ramsey and, um, you know, kind of that thought of the emergency fund of, you know, if you were to lose your jobs, then you can kind of live for that period of time without having to worry about the money coming in or whatever. But it tends right. to be more of like a oh, well, I need this for my car, and so it's kind of an emergency, and I can make those justifications really, really easy in my head. Right, right. Um, it, it is a, um, a personal thing. What is an emergency to you? Is it really an emergency? And if it is, then definitely take it out of that fund. But if it's not, we just really need to sit and think, okay, can I live without this? Do I need this right now? Can it be put off? Got it. Okay. So number one, dive into the numbers. Number two, prioritize spending. And number three, build an emergency fund. Then what should we be doing? Um, my next tip may be the most critical of all, and it is to get on the same page as your spouse. Um, I know that I am recently married, but I also watch the lives of many godly couples over the years. And I know just how important this truly is. Start a budget together while emotions are not high and before disagreement breaks out. Learn to compromise and communicate with each other. Set common goals to work toward and get excited about saving money together. Um, for example, um, many of my friends know that I recently sold my house and Jordan and I have already put a plan into place to put the money that I was allocating toward my mortgage and utilities to pay extra on his mortgage and utilities. And then that way we can pay off the house and build the house that we want together. Mm, and I love what you said, too, about um, having that conversation when emotions are not high, because I don't know what it is, but money and emotions are like best friends sometimes. And even just starting the discussion yeah. can bring up, you know, stress and emotion. Of course, I always define stress as like the difference between expectation and reality. So maybe I just need to monitor yeah. my expectations a little bit going into the conversation. Well, money is something that, that we all, we just kind of tense up when the topic comes up. We actually discussed this in my Sunday school class yesterday. We're going over we're going over money and marriages. And it, it's just automatically something that you get you get tense, you get on edge when that topic comes up. We all get kind of apprehensive to talk about it. But we really do need to open those lines of communication, especially with our spouse. I mean 
we, we need to be on the same page when it comes to money because like I said earlier, finances are the number one cause of divorce. And if we're not on the same page on that, you know, we're just opening, opening the door for the devil to come into our marriage. Mm, ooh, that's powerful. I like that. I always like to challenge my audience. So if you're listening and you're not having good open conversations around money with your spouse, that last line that Rachel said, I just want you to think about that a little bit that, you know, if you're not having those open conversations, you might be opening up the door for the enemy to come in and attack your marriage. So why not just be prepared, be proactive, and have some of those conversations that need to be had? Definitely. Okay, so great tip so far. I think you have one more for us. What's your fifth tip? I do. Um, my last tip is to simply ask for help. Um, if you're new to financial planning and budgeting, it's perfectly okay to seek the advice of someone with expertise. Um, working with someone can help you to set smart goals and work together to establish good practices when it comes to managing money. This one thing alone will help to avoid conflict, wasted time, and added expense in the future. Mm, that is such a good one, and I think so true for every area of life. When you are really serious yeah. about getting to a goal, asking for outside help because no one is going to be an expert in everything in life. And so I know you have your, your budgeting boot camp coming up, or has it recently started? It started today, actually. Yay, awesome. So if someone's interested in learning a little bit more about the services that you provide, um, and are, I'm guessing you'll be doing the boot camp again in the future as well? I will. The next one will launch on November the 7th. Oh, fantastic. So we'll make sure we link to that in the show notes page for this podcast episode. So if you're interested in working a little bit more with Rachel, getting to know her, if you're ready to get serious about your financial goals and like me making a budget for the first time and being a grown up about it, being more intentional with your money, make sure you check out Rachel's boot camp and the other services that she offers. Now, Rachel, can you stick around for a few more questions with us? Sure. I'd love to. Awesome. Hey there. Sorry, I had to interrupt the podcast just for a moment. You know, today we're talking all about your finances and helping you create a plan to move closer to your goals that you have in that area. Did you know that every Thursday in our Facebook group, we're focused on helping you reach your financial or home goals. Our Facebook group is all about providing tips, thought starters, and helping you create a game plan to really take action to building a life that rocks. Plus, it's one of the most supportive communities on the web. If you're looking to grow in a community of godly women who lift each other up, pray for each other, support each other, and help each other grow, this is the place for you. Of course, we'll link to it in the show notes for this episode, or you can just search Life Balance by Your Life Rocks in Facebook. It's free to join, and we can't wait to have you join us. All right, let's get back to the interview with Rachel. All right, you guys, we are back with Rachel King, and she is a financial coach, and she's been sharing some amazing wisdom, some tips to help us move closer to our goals in the area of our finances. Now, Rachel, thank you so much for all of the generous wisdom that you've shared so far. I have a few more questions for you. Are you ready? I am. Awesome. What is the number one book that you feel like has contributed to your career and why? Um, I actually have a few books that I continually go back to, but one that really sticks out to me is Balancing It All by Candace Cameron Bure. Um, I love her, you know, her stance on, on God. She's such a godly Christian woman, and that book really helped me to get a good grasp of balancing family, career, church, and not getting caught up in being the perfect wife. Um, as long as we put the important things first, that's all that matters. Mm. Uh, another one is Living Forward 
by Michael Hyatt. Um, this one actually helps you put together a life plan, so to speak, and balance out the areas of your life by being intentional, like I said before, about where you're spending your time. And it really helped me put things in perspective about where I was spending the most time and helped me to put together a schedule that helped me to keep a good balance and focus more of my time on the things that matter. So good. You know, I love Candace. It's like she's one of my favorite all-time like celebrities, like people who, like you have, you, you have that list. Maybe it's just me, but I have a list of like celebrities that I wish were my friends. And she's like right at the top yes. of it. Yes. I love her. I have so much respect for her. Oh, she's just incredible. She's really incredible. I love following her on social media. Just a beautiful woman inside and out. Okay. So next question I have for you. Again, you are so busy balancing all of the stuff that you have. I can't wait to see how when you guys bring children in, how that all unfolds for you. I think it's going to be amazing to watch because you have like this foundation already built. So what is your number one tool and resource for creating balance in your life? Okay, one thing that I seriously do not know how I ever lived without is my day designer planner. Um, it's fantastic at helping to keep organized. I used to be one of those people that had notes written on 20 different napkins or sticky notes or envelopes, just anything that was convenient at the time. But the day designer has time slots on each day for appointments and it also has a handy to-do list where you can jot everything down in one place. It has a note section as well, and I'm super type A, so being able to cross things off a list really helps me. And like I said before um, the, about the Google Doc and Google Sheets, it's something super simple, but it's extremely effective. And like I said, my husband and I both have a link to our budgeting worksheet, so we can always pull it up on our phones and add expenses and see where we stand on certain accounts. And it's been one of the most important tools, and it's something that's super simple and easily available to everyone. You know what? Google Docs, like really, I think at the whole Google suite has been so amazing. And sometimes, again, we look for the most complicated things because there's a lot of amazing tools out there, but they're really not always super easy. But I yes. love Google Docs. I love Google Sheets. My husband and I have a lot of shared sheets that we keep. We even have like the house rules for our kids on a Google Doc I so love we can it. share the link with babysitters. I know it's kind of cheesy, but it totally no, works. I love it. Because you know what sometimes exactly. happens, and this is for all of the different sheets that we keep, but you get ideas for things like in the middle of crazy moments when you're shopping or doing all kinds of random stuff. So we can easily like go into like the rules that we have for the kids and go in there and like add mm -hmm. it. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that this one, the older one just did something that I think should probably can be a broken rule. So let's go ahead and just make it a rule now. And so we'll just add it into the Google Doc <laughs> so that we're all on the same page. I love it. All right. So this is my favorite part of the episode and truly a mission that we have with Your Life Rocks is that it really is helping women clear the chaos so that they can grow closer to a relationship with Jesus. And, you know, we talk about Bible verses in this podcast because I truly believe that it's the living word of God. It is our instruction manual for life, and when we can correlate those Bible verses with real-world application, it just makes everything come together in such a beautiful way. So, Rachel, share with us, what is your favorite Bible verse, and how does that really apply to your life? One of my favorite verses is Psalm 16 and 8, and it's, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Um, I absolutely love this verse because it's a constant reminder that as long as we keep our eyes on the Lord, nothing can ever harm us. He is always with us on the good days and on the bad, in the mountaintop and in the valley. 
Just like when Peter stepped out on faith and walked on the water toward Jesus, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he stood firm and did not waver. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. Um, so many times we are just like Peter. We must keep our eyes on the Lord in everything. Our relationships, finances, career, home, everything. Oh, I love that. So very, very true in everything, keeping our focus on him. Thank you so much for sharing so generously with us today, Rachel. I love all of the tips that you shared. Now, if someone wants to get in contact with you, where can they find you? Um, they can go to my Facebook page. I'm Rachel Keen on Facebook. Um, Instagram, I'm Rachel Megs King, and you spell Megs, M-E-I-G-S. And you can also go to my website. It's www.rachelking.org. Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link to everything, Rachel, in the show notes so that you can connect with her that way as well. And thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. It was so great to get to know you a little bit better. And thank you again for the wisdom that you shared. Oh, thank you, Jenny. I enjoyed it. So not only did you get five tips, things that you can put into practice right away to help you move closer to your money goals, you also heard our secret invention to keep people from spending too much money at Target. So I'm not an inventor, but if someone out there hears this and they want to develop that, please send me an email and let me know. I will be your first customer for sure. Now, if you are running a recap on anything that Rachel and I talked about, including her five steps or how to get a hold of her, or you just want to check out our Facebook group, I'll make sure I have a link to that in our show notes as well. And you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash 46. That's just the number four six. We will have links to everything there. Now, if you get value from this podcast, would you just mind sharing it with a friend or two? Again, we are all about community and we would love to welcome more women into the Your Life Rocks community. Our mission is to help working Christian moms clear the chaos around them so that they can move closer to the voice of God and truly living the full potential that he's created us all for. If you want an easy way to share this podcast, you can either use a share button in your podcast app, or you can just go on over to Facebook, go to Your Life Rocks Facebook page, and there will be a social media image that you can share there. Now, I hope that you also catch our Thursday special series that we are in the middle of right now, all about helping you grow in your leadership. Episode two of the five-part series will be coming up this Thursday, but I invite you to also go back and listen to episode one that came out last week. So until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.